I know we're saying it at the end of the video, but um, this is a spoiler video. Uh, if you guys haven't seen it and want to be surprised, please just go watch it first before. I don't need. I mean, how can we retcon this? <laughs> please go watch it first, and then come back and watch. Watch our spoiler review, please. <laughs> They're like, your fucking spoiler was longer than the movie. <laughs> that's, they, I just, I, I, I missed those times, and that's what was great about this movie. It allowed you to use your own brain. It's great when you get to watch a movie and you get to use your own imagination. That's going to come up, that's going to come up later because the, the school... School scene that I'll, I'll, I'll say that for later. Let's, let's keep yeah. going. Let's keep trucking, 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 trucking. So now we got the house, and then of course he gets clothes for Randy to cover up the fucking blood stains that's on his Burger King uniform. And if, well, and then Chris Pence is going to change his clothes too. Ah, let's see. They leave. I'm trying to, I'm, okay, brain fart. Where do they go from there? So I think next was the girlfriend. Somehow they stumbled. They, oh, they yes. Stumbled the upon, girlfriend. They stumbled upon Randy used to have a girlfriend. Yes. Randy had a girlfriend. And <laughs> yeah, you can't blame Benson for laughing here. No, I don't, I don't the reason why. <laughs> Kind of almost sounds like some story I would have shared back in my dating days. Um, <laughs> Randy's girlfriend broke up with him because her cat died. Yeah. <laughs> and he, <laughs> Benson loses it. Vince is like, yeah. And? <laughs> and what? As we all know. And this, that's the beauty of this story, right? Or this movie. Yeah, of course, they're going to have two sides to the story when it comes to certain things. They're not going to leave the creative imagination because there, there are some things that deserve an answer, right? Because eventually they do meet up with the girlfriend where she works at. Because Benson is encouraging Randy to, you know, you got to stand up for yourself. Or, you know, and that's it. He's, geez, he's trying to get Randy to more man. or less be a man. Stop being a bitch. You know, you got. We need to get some resolution on some of these issues here, okay, how, how Mr. About, Egg? How about that aspect in 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 our our social world right now as well? I feel like being a man is a crime right now. I think it's because a lot of people that are males don't know. I should say there is a certain percentage that don't know how. They don't have positive male role models in sure. their life. They've got. I'm sorry to say, and I'm going to use Dayton, Ohio as an example. There are kids right now that don't know their dad. And this has been going on more than just yesterday. It's been going on for a couple of generations. Yes. They don't know their dads, so they don't know their moms. They may just have their grandmothers. Speaking from experience here, but like my brother-in-law taught me how to ride a bike pretty much. My cousin, Mike, I mean, I'm with you there too. I know what you mean, but I'm not, you know, you know, yeah, it is what it, is. All it have, is what it is. Yeah. I'm, I'm, in other words, I don't sit here and start uh, my biological father. I met once and I'm not going to get into that story. It doesn't matter. I'm, I'm very, I had, I had a grandmother, aunts and uncles and cousins that spoiled the shit out of me. So I'm gonna leave it at that. Randy, he's still, which is understandable, even though you got Benson, basically it's like saying, you know, get some manscape on your nuts. Stop being a bitch. 
And if you don't like what they got to do, get a shotgun and blow their head. No, it's not like we, it's not what he's trying to tell them to do. But what he's doing. Like I said, Benson's got his own fucking issues, obviously. He does. But, but he's, it's like, he's trying to look, my life's fucked up. It's done. It's over. It's been like that for years, but there's a chance for you, Randy. Yeah. There's a chance for you. But he also shows the occasional cuckoo for cocoa. Let's put aside the fact that he already killed three people. But what he's because there's this point where they get gas. Remember that when they're at the gas station? Yeah. And they show that where I think of a Rob De Niro from Taxi, uh, the Taxi Driver, where he's in. They give give you an angle where he can tell that he could sense that Randy's going to try to call nine one one, so to speak, or get or help. Run away. Run. Yeah, run away. That that kind of vibe. So they have that angle where here you have Randy in a car, and you have Benson inside the convenience store. So you have that angle where Benson's looking at him to over his left shoulder, and then there's a someone who's working in this like old time gas station service station. Now at the house at, the, at his house earlier, by the way, he does get a, a what a revolver or Looks some like a sort. Snub nose. Yeah. So he gets a smaller gun, you know, he gets it out of more or less his pocket or whatever, whatnot. As he's constantly looking at Randy, he takes that gun and points it at the cashier. He's not looking at the cashier. He knows where he's his peripheral vision. And as sure as shit, it's like almost like, you, all right, it's more or less he's going to put Randy in that position. If you run or hide or call 911 help, help, I'm going to kill this motherfucker. And there's, at that point, I thought he was going to shoot him. I really did at this point, but he didn't. If there is peripheral vision, he brought, it's almost like good boy. It's complete. It's complete bravado. It's, it's not given a single fuck. I don't care if he turns around right now and he sees this gun. I don't give a fuck. I am so, I am so to that point. I don't, I don't care about nothing anymore. Don't fuck with me. (laughs) It's him projecting his, I don't give a fuck. His man attitude (laughs) <laughs> it's him it's him projecting that into Randy. Like, hey, let's give this guy some some balls. And I'll be honest with you. You know, when I asked you before I had watched this movie, it'd probably been what two weeks at this point. And I said, Is it anything like the movie The Hit or because at first I said the Hitchhiker and then Hitcher. like the Hitcher? Yeah. It did kind of remind me a little not saying that it's anything like there's parts of it that that made me think it has been a long time since I've watched the Hitcher. But if you've watched the original one, fuck that remake. If you watch the original one, it, there's just something elements about the the relationship between the hitcher, the hitchhiker, uh-huh. and there's just something about it that kind of reminded me. Hey, who knows? Maybe there was a little bit of inspiration. Not that they stole anything from it, but there were certain things. See, I, I love inspiration because it can lead you to go into your own directions. I mean, let's face it. Musicians are always inspired by other great musicians before their time. And John Carpenter, who's made it very clear how he was a big fan, even of like um, Alfred Hitchcock films. Uh, Hell, George Lucas, the great George Lucas. He was a big fan of old Western movies. And the list could go on and on. It's it's great to have inspiration, but you don't have to copy exactly everything that they do. You know? That's uh, that's fine right there. All the the great songs uh, have been written. All the great plays have been played. We're the lost generation. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, I, I know you want to get into it more and more and more. Yeah. But I, I can't help it. I want to think to when from the beginning of the movie, 
Yes, Randy does mention to Benson uh, the traumas, the, what he went through with a little boy. What happened to him when he was, he tells him the whole story in details of what happened when he was a little boy. That he more or less was responsible for poking his teacher's eye out. But when he, Randy gives the whole detail to Benson, Benson actually makes it very clear to him, Randy, it was an accident. You're nine years old. You can't beat yourself up for this. You've been walking around your whole entire life with this huge weight amount on your shoulders, this big, dark cloud, beating yourself up, destroying yourself, feeling that life, your life, you're a piece of shit because of what you, an accident that you caused when you were nine years old. And it was an accident. I'm going to leave it up to you, possibly the listener or the viewer, because they really do describe exactly the details of what happened during that moment in time in Randy's life when he was nine years old. And it was a fucking accident. And Benson makes it clear. So what does Benson and and Randy eventually go do? So we are at the point right now where Benson pretty much says, we got to, we got to find this teacher. We got to get to this school. It's time for you to stop living your life in the fucking great, shadow that this trauma this tragic past event has cost your life your entire life you live in this in, the, in this bubble you you don't confront anybody you don't talk to anybody you don't you do nothing you you live you're a shadow of your former self you never got to be your true self it's time we confront this so they head to the school and they get to a school Schools are what typically up on a Monday. They yeah, they're on a Saturday. <laughs> yeah, and Andy's trying to say they're going to be closed. And Benson, he was smart I, enough I, to I, think. I well, love that if I can just say that that they had enough foresight to be like, okay, this is all going to take place on a Saturday, and then they're going to get to the school, and it's going to be you know, we're not going to make it too convenient. We're going to make them a couple steps they got to go through. I like I like that plot development. You know, what's really sad about Benson. It took him to kill people to realize really the, the gifts that he had when it came to dealing with people without killing them. Yeah. I would have listened to Benson as a, uh, as a guidance counselor. <laughs> In 10 minutes, you would have seen his other true colors. Uh, Cause he was definitely a Dr. Jekyll and, Miss, and, Miss, and Mr. Hyde, mm-hmm. but uh, too far gone. maybe not as, yeah. Um, yes. Because it didn't, it, it just a little bit sets him off. It's kind of like uh, tr- Bruce Banner. Tragic character. Yeah. I mean, there are things about him that, yeah. But at the same time, don't fucking piss him off because you don't know what's going to happen. That's what I love. Uh, I love. I love dangerous characters. I love characters that you can't predict. Uh, and that's what's, that's, that's what's so important about a great film, especially if you get the right actor, man or woman to portray that role. And if they don't, then it's not going to, it's not going to sell. It's just not, I'm not going to spend much time on this. I'll do, I'll get right to it. That's where they fucked up in this last Halloween trilogy. Uh, They went ahead, sold you on the first one and they put the rest of the shit in cruise control. And I don't give a shit if you're a fan of the third one or not. That was sloppy narrative bullshit that they created. It was just too terrible. And I could go on and on and on and on about that fucking film till the day I die on how terrible it was written, how terrible it was performed, and how terrible it was created. But in this film alone, which has nothing to do with that, it goes to show 
that you didn't have to spend a lot of buku bucks to create a great movie because it was well-written. It was well, I mean, it was so well-written and so well done by the performers. It made the director's job and the producer's job a piece of cake to do in this film. They, they, they made a decision on how to create, it was a great story for one thing. And they hired the right people to do the job, and it just was smooth sailing from there. They were all passionate about which, this which, film. I mean, all these things you're saying, What's the what film does that kind of remind you of? 78? When it goes to the horror? Yeah. It was just, <laughs> you know, uh, that's all the stuff we hear about 78 right there. Yeah. It was just smooth sailing. They knew exactly what they... they it's like when you're going to... Technically, when you're going to make a movie, you should have an idea written out. You should even have stuff out on the wall little you should just have a fucking have a fucking plan for Pete's sake. Don't just rough draft it cuz that's what we got in this trilogy. Or get we got a rough draft of bullshit. I'm people I I swear to god I could be standing on a fucking pole with 10 other goddamn Halloween so-called fans and I could debate their asses all fucking day with that piece of shit. But back to the good film. Please, please. <laughs> so right now god that fucking goddamn trilogy pisses me. So we're, off. we're at the school. Uh, we go we go through the Saturday thing. Obviously, they're not at school on Saturday. The, the you lady, said obviously, I, I did. I'll, I'll say it for you. <laughs> um, obviously, they're not they're not at school on Saturday. So, <laughs> I mean, Benson gets his little uh, his people skills on his silver tongue. He starts talking to the, the the lady, the receptionist. I guess I swear he could swell an air conditioner to an Eskimo. <laughs> and you know he just. Sense of a couple winks. He really wants to uh, find out where this teacher is. I have the great Randy Bradley with me. He's right here. Come on, you've worked here long enough. You know who she is. You know who he is. You know the incident. <laughs> Anyways, of course, you know she breaks. She breaks it down, and she gets the address for him. And that's and fucked then, up. She gave a stranger. That is just, I mean, seriously, think about it. This is a teacher uh -huh. and she privileged, serious, so secure information. If, any were to be, if, any, if that were to happen with, with like Natalie's school, oh my God, I would be out there with the shotgun. But anyways, <laughs> that's not what we're talking about. And they didn't dwell on it because where do they end up going? If we have a teacher that walks out of the office at that time and uh, seems to spark a little, little interest, a little, uh, spark a little memory in Benson and he turns around and asks him, asks him his name and you can tell it physically bothers Benson. You can tell that there's God something damn. there, but he continues to let the guy leave. They proceed to get the, the teacher's address at that point. And then where do we go to? We go to the parking lot afterwards after he leaves the, leaves the office to where he beats the man mercilessly. And then he's going to execute him at that point. He pulls out the, the 38. He's going yeah. to execute him. Nothing is explained. It's left open to our interpretation. But if you ask me, he was touched, beat, sexually abused by this teacher. And that was his catalyst. That was the thing that broke him when he was a small child. Just the same as we saw... Randy get broken when he was a small child. That was the man that broke Benson when he was young. And, and this, and I hate to say this, I really do, but just just from what I've been watching lately in certain 
nutshells. Though, because of going back to, to Benson's mother, something tells me that this woman, you know, she's had a track record of alcohol or whatever. I have a feeling that when Benson was younger, his mother just overlooked the abuse. She was possibly always trying to find his, his, the dad or whatever, the next dad, the next dad. I, I don't know. They don't see the folks. They don't even get into that, but just the, the way she, right now. we're sitting yeah. here talking about it. <laughs> they care the way she, I mean, there, she wasn't in the film uh, probably no more than what three to five minutes. And that's probably five minutes to say it too long because usually movies, great movies, they don't dwell on certain scenes really that long. You think it is, especially if it's good, but most of the time it's only a couple minutes long in certain scenes. But anyways, I just, I kind of think that because Benson went full throttle on being able to take people's lives. It wasn't just like saying that teacher that touched him, but his mother never stopped. She never stood up for her son. I, which I'm almost banking on that because you always hear about the kids saying something and then the parents just yeah. act like it didn't happen. That's where it took such a, a, such a turn for me. It was like, okay, we, uh, this character that we, have no backstory on this that we don't understand anything about. He just gave us major plot point right there as to what created him. We do get to the point where they do travel to not the final destination of this film, but a big plot. And that was when Randy was going to confront the teacher, the teacher. It was good for Randy that he did this. If you watch the movie, you'll see why towards the end. But as he's talking to her, he's starting to realize and I'm, I know I'm kind of speeding this up a little bit. And Benson kind of allows Randy, but he also makes it very clear. You know, he's, there's been times throughout the movie, don't you fucking do anything. In other words, when they go to Benson's house, don't you fucking touch anything. But there's been times like, don't you say anything? Don't you run away? Don't you don't panic? Don't you don't don't push the panic button. He does that in the same sense when they're at the house. Uh, Benson is a little. He's almost. Uh the word i want to use complacent he's almost he's almost over it he's tired of everything he's just yeah yeah okay yeah let's let's move it forward you know he just he's kind of grown tired i guess maybe of randy's bullshit he just wants to he wants him to finally have his aha moment he wants him to be like everything you've shown me today has clicked and Randy, as you stated, is is just not to that point yet. He's not. He's still scared. He's not ready to go there. And then when he walks in this house, he sees his teacher, and he's almost taken back by the fact of how how resilient the human spirit is. How normal she is. She's had a life. She's had a daughter. He has based his whole life, pretty much, his whole decision making process is based upon the idea of anytime I make a decision for myself, I ruin people's pursuit of happiness. I ruin their life. So he's fallen this, he's fallen into this, uh, these walls he's built up around his total character to where he doesn't let himself make decisions. He doesn't let this, that, and the other. And he's kind of seeing the fruits of his, his labor of being an introvert and being someone that doesn't make decisions and doesn't speak up. He's kind of seen how fruitless it was, how it did not matter, how resilient she was as a teacher, as a, as a woman, as a person, she was going to go on 
from that incident. She was going to make her life. She was going to, she was going to have her child. She loves, she was going to get married. She was going to have her relationships. She, yeah, she lost an eye, but she's not the same. She's not the picture that he had painted in his head of this helpless woman that he destroyed her life. Are the people in your neighborhood? I said, in your neighborhood. That's right, in your neighborhood. Hey, who are the people in your neighborhood? Guess what? They're the people that you meet each day. Yeah, the times are tough for Mr. Kanye W, but he's always got a job here at Instacart. Welcome, my friends. Sorry about that, Chris. That goddamn fucking neighbor over there won't shut the fuck up. I'm going to go over there and Bitch slap his little... That's not true, folks. I'm just trying to think of something stupid. It's, it's, it, I haven't said something stupid. And He's building a fence, ladies and gentlemen. It's fucking crazy. Oh, not that... Uh. So where were we? Uh, yes, I had a little brain fart there. I'm trying to figure out where the hell I get this blue on my finger. But Randy uh, must be from the Build-A-Bear I was working on earlier. But... Uh, <laughs> Randy is now in the living room, more or less the teacher, kind of speeded up a little bit here because we have spent a lot of time on this movie. Uh, it's almost like she's serving tea. If I remember, that's what she was serving tea. But Randy is sitting across from this teacher, like you've described already. She's a very attractive woman. She has an eye patch. She describes the stories very calmly. She's not angry towards Randy. He's in shock with everything that he's had to hear from her. She looks happy. She doesn't look, she looks happier than Randy and Benson. She's not perfect, but she's not going around in life feeling upset about that incident. She's not stuck in that same loop that Randy's in. She's not traumatized anymore. And meanwhile, Benson's kind of pacing around. Good. I raised my boy well as I bullied him in a sense, because in a sense he did. He boiled Randy into something that he couldn't be. By the way, there is a very important part of this particular scene where, and he sees an opportunity where he's by himself in this living room. He notices on the coffee table in the centerpiece, there's a cell phone there. Now that he noticed that he had the opportunity to finally grab, he grabs that phone and puts it in his pocket. And I think anybody that's been watching this film up to this point, we realized, oh, 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 oh. we know what he's going to use that phone for. Now that Randy has a little bit of peace, a little bit of understanding of what he felt in his whole entire life, that he was wrong, his teacher's fine. It's not quite over with yet with Benson and Randy and now the teacher. Yes, because she is now in for the ride as well. She is also a passenger. <laughs> and you know, it's funny. We talked earlier about how he doesn't try to escape this little town. They go back to a diner that he was at earlier in the movie where he was more or less, not really harassing, but he made the waitress that was serving them at the dining table at the bar. It's almost like before he killed these people earlier in the movie, he never had the balls to ask certain people questions. Now, all of a sudden, he's this new man. It's like he has the balls to say things to a woman that he never had before. And they were polite questions, but she was uncomfortable about the questions she was getting from him because she could tell there wasn't something quite right about Benson. And she's looking over at Randy. Randy looks a little shady himself. Because Randy, early in the movie, as you could tell, he just witnessed, what, 20 minutes ago, the guy he's sitting next to killed three people. Randy's yeah. dealing with all kinds of fucked up issues. And then if I could interject one thing, um, what happens after the, the, the visit to the teacher's house and now 
interjecting another essentially passenger into the car at that time and realizing the that Randy is, you know, kind of starting to become a little more spoken and not afraid to talk and things like that. What Benson Benson took him, there was no contest. There was no talking. There was no nothing. And now we're starting to realize that Benson's starting to get irritated and almost to the point of being angry because now he's almost kind of fixed Randy. And, and, and Randy's starting to speak up for himself. And, hey, can I go to the bathroom? Can I do this, that, and the other? Like, you can see me. I'm right there. The bathroom is right there. Like, things he would normally never say. And Benson's starting to lose control of the situation at that point. When Benson, when Benson loses control, it's not good. <laughs> I mean, think about that, too. Randy has to ask another person, another adult, can I go to the bathroom? Yeah. Which they're at, you know, at the diner. The woman that he made feel uncomfortable, she had worked, it looked like double shift, but she came up and confronted Benson. They're more or less, he's not welcome there. She was disturbed about how he was behaving. You know, she just didn't like Benson because he was, well, he was, you get the idea about Benson so far, I hope I know in this movie. And then Benson, he just, he's a ticking time bomb. All the things that he's been preaching to Randy all day long, this, this woman came up to the table and did yeah. She stood up for herself. Exactly. Yep. I thought that was quite interesting. That trip. And Benson didn't like that. that. Because, no, he can't can't have that because he's trying to do his thing. Standing up for herself throws a wrench in his whole, the way he presents himself. It's something that he can't do himself. He's trying to teach Randy how to do it. And then somebody does it and throws off Benson's whole thing and he loses his shit. And by the way, at one point where... You know, brought up the point that Randy had to ask Benson permission to go to the bathroom. He does go to the bathroom, of course. Remember I talked about the cell phone earlier? Yeah. Randy finally does what I guess people have been waiting for in this film. He does call 911. Cops do show up. And it's a, that's that's what I thought was so cool about this. We Okay, you know the cops show up. You hear it and you see the reflection in the glass of the blue and red. They don't even focus on that. I mean, mm-hmm. you get the idea the cops are there. We're still focused on the main characters and that's Benson and Benson just, he's lost control because that's what it's coming down to. Benson, he's wanting control really too. He wants to control everything. He's never controlled anything in his life. However, he did make that final decision. Well, before that, I mean, he does look to Randy, even, even though he's been in control, if we're looking at it from just a pure popcorn audience watching this movie, you know, obviously this guy's in control. He's the mastermind behind it all. If you watch it, his last words were, I was never in control. I've never been in control my whole life. This teacher that did whatever he did to me, Benson is a tragic character where all these things were done to him. Even even when we thought he was in control, he was really doing it for Randy. He, he Randy was in control the whole time because of what Benson saw in him and wanted to fix. Benson does go outside and he does threaten to kill the cops, even though he knew his life was over with. Because, you know, you go to go after the cops, taking your gun out, boom. And then we kind of fast forward to the happy ending, I guess you could say, where you've got Randy babysitting the teacher's daughter. Now, here's something that I didn't bring up earlier. When Randy describes to Benson the whole story, the whole dramatic story about what happened, what caused the accident for the teacher to lose her eye. 
Do you guys remember, I know I played a lot in school, but there was more of a more fucked up situation. You guys remember finger flicking football like they're here to answer. But Chris, you know what I'm talking about. I sure do. Only I did it with, uh, I didn't do it with erasers. I did it with folded up. Exactly. As I'm listening to Randy tell the story to Benson, it was a lot more of a physical. As I remember the paper, you fold it, you would slide it across the table on them. Okay, if you've seen the movie Endgame. Sure, I mean, you hold it like yes. this. Sometimes like this. If Field you goal. To be this, is like, this is like pro. <laughs> this was high school. Yeah, oh, well, I'm go. sure the microphone, like the microphone could see it. But, but okay, Endgame. At the beginning of Endgame is when uh, Robert Downey Jr., you know, Stark, Tony Stark, and I can't remember her name from uh, Guardians of the Galaxy, where they're playing finger flip. He's trying to describe to her, and they're using more like a foil thing. But, yeah, that's basically how the, the poor woman lost her eye from finger flicking football. Only he did it with a, he was mad because she, he, or she yelled at yeah. him to stop. She was like his, uh, she made an example of him, I guess. Yes. But anyways, and he was kind of teased. If I remember, what is he also teased by some other kids in his room or something? Something like that. Uh, that's probably right. I don't know. I can't, I just um, remember something like that. Cause this Randy was, you could always tell he was never someone that was, he was just a scrawny kid, even in his adulthood. But what he did was he took it. With a ruler, and he f- yeah. flung it. Which can be... What well, my point is, at the end of the fucking movie, more or less, when Randy's babysitting the teacher's daughter, they're in it like in her room or whatever, and they're playing a game. Guess what game they're playing? <laughs> yeah. I thought that was completely like... Man, that is fucked up. I thought there for a moment, he's show, he's teaching... He's playing this finger-flicking football with the little girl with a rubber eraser... You know, like I remember back in grade school with those racers and all that. Now this would be like a Dave Chappelle skit or something where the teacher walks in and then boom, or uh, Kill Bill 2, where I want to say, yeah, 2, where she loses the other eye. <laughs> but no, nothing like that happened. I mean, he was he was the babysitter, not like a Opie Cunningham from a certain movie. No, he didn't. He didn't kick her over staircase. He's close to the teacher. It's just a full circle. Life goes on for Randy. He's happier now. You, you don't see that weight on his shoulders. He's moving on with his life. It looks like he's going to school, like he's going to college now. He's not working at the generic Burger King. But yeah, that's the kind of movie this is. It's not one of your action-packed, bullshit, run-of-the-mill, we must make a, another great piece of shit, uh, a rebooted retool film out of Hollywood this day and age. And that's, a, I think that's oh, no. another reason why I like this film. It was something original, which we don't, to be fair, there are films that are being created that are original format, but it doesn't seem like it's to the traditional bullshit that we've been getting in Hollywood. It was very stoic for me. It wasn't really like there was a, uh, a high, a low. It wasn't like explosions and, and, and action. It was, very much internalized. It was very much to do with human nature and what we do to each other and how we affect each other's lives without even knowing it and how certain, certain things that take place can affect people without even like showing it. And, and how do you deal with it? We've come to an end to this, you know, movie and this is, but I, I definitely up, right? our longest podcast yet talking about one movie, but this, you know, I, I, I look at it this way. Uh, owe it to Chris because he's very, really excited about talking this film. And we're hoping if anything, it may inspire if you enjoy us, not necessarily the content, but if you 
maybe yourself you've watched this film or we've inspired you to watch a good film, then great. We did our part. Chris has been really itching to talk about this film because when it's a good movie, you just want to talk about it. And it's much more satisfying to talk about a good film than it is to talk about a piece of shit because (laughs) you can feel relaxed and you can use your imagination still. And you can think about, well, I wonder what happened to Randy later on in life. You know, and that, that, that's great. You get to use your own imagination. Just like I'm going to use a certain film as another reference, Halloween. When it ended in 78, it was up to you to decide what happened to the boogeyman. Fuck the other sequels. I know, shame on me. Oh, that's just dowling the franchise. Now, fuck the franchise for one moment. The original movie, it was written to be just one film, not a sequel. Thank you, Star Wars. You started that shit. And I love Star Wars films. They Empire started that shit, I think. And so did fucking front. But anyways, it was written to be one movie. You didn't see. In other words, it was inspired by Black Christmas. Yes, John Carpenter was inspired by a great horror film, Black Christmas. The director who also went on to create Gremlins. Black Christmas didn't go to Black Christmas 2. No, they forced John Carpenter to get remade. Yeah, they, and it was... <laughs> remake. <laughs> I had I had to go buy some Pepto Bismol earlier. There's not much of a difference, folks. Were you watching that? <sighs> dum da dum dum. <laughs> I'm not trying to insult. Look, I understand, but I love Halloween too. Okay, I get it. All right, I enjoyed it too. Blah 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 blah. I love it too. But it was just Halloween was written to be one story and one story only, and that's what I loved about that film. Probably the rest of them. <laughs> Because I got to use my imagination, not just because of the end, but through the whole entire film. Just like The Passenger. They, the, the, the writer, the director, and the characters, the actors themselves, they left it up there. They, they respected you as an audience, a viewer. They said, you know what? The people are going to watch this movie. They're intelligent enough to figure a lot of things out. They left that up to you. That's missing. Bingo. That's missing even from our fucking trailers. <laughs> oh, man. Well, so if you had to uh, put a bow on this, um, you got a rating? I, I just, you know, to be even more respectful towards this film, I don't even want to say, you know what, if I had to give it like 4.7 out of 5 or anything, it's, it's one of those kind of movies where it's like, this is going to be one of those movies where you'll never get tired of watching or you'll, you keep it in your collection where it's going to be a classic that you'll always love to have. I enjoyed it. I love the fact that it respected me as a viewing audience member. And I mentioned sling blade earlier, earlier, sorry. Earlier. God damn. I don't even messed up. I'm butchering my words. That movie just, I'm not saying it's anything like sling blade, but it just reminded me back when I went to, when I watched sling blade for the first time, like, yeah, this is a, Feel good, but shitty movie because the not a shitty movie, sorry, shitty characters, but there's also good characters. You fall in love with the shitty character. The, the, the other words, I'm, I'm really fucking this up. The people that were bad. <laughs> yeah. You fell in love with the bad people. The ones you know that were doing wrong, you know that what they did was so fucking wrong. You love that character. And that's yep. the same thing with Sling Blade. You know, I love, with uh, I love Benson. Yeah, with the country singer that was in that movie, that was such an asshole towards, you know, Billy Bob Thornton and Billy, the little boy and the little boy's mother. 
if I'm so many people see that movie, I know I haven't watched sling blade in a long time. And I just, every time when it gets close to the end of that movie and they cut away from where obviously where Billy Bob Thornton's taking that sling blade and he's just chopping the guy's head off more or less. Kind of like, um, I always imagined from the, Oh, from an old historian from Boston, from the woman that was responsible for butchering her stepmother in the back. And then she goes downstairs and takes an ax to her father's. I see that look on your face, Chris. Like, I think I know who you're talking about. I think you're going to give it to us. I've kind of, I was kind of thinking maybe you were going to say it there. It happened in real life. You can't think, you can't think of a woman that, that is that Lizzie, Lizzie, there you go, Lizzie Borden. Eh? Lizzie Borden. Yes. Borden. See, I think of uh, Sling Blade, where they don't show it. And for some reason, I thought maybe they were inspired by Lizzie Borden, the, you know, with the whole... <laughs> is it supposed to be as graphic as that? From when I was reading, I remember reading... I don't know if it was the book or not. But I was like, oh, God damn. It, it, see, it was so gory in my mind. I wouldn't want to see it. That's what was great about, you know, Sling Blade, the movie. And then this movie, The Passenger. I liked, I liked how there was only certain scenes. And the one scene is totally justified because he's seen it as a child. It's, it's going to be graphic. It's going to be turned up to 11, you know? It did a good job. of. Uh, so if I had to give it like a five out of, you know, I'd give it a five because it was such well, as well written. It was... The act, even though it was a small cast, I mean, if, if that's what it's going to have to take to have a small cast again, then bring it on. I'm not trying to keep a job away from people. It's just everything about it. The people that worked this film, if there's going to be awards out there for films, this, this movie deserves the attention. It's some fucking shitty movie in Hollywood that's been rebooted coming October 13th. will probably get an attention from Blumhouse. That's how I feel, too. It deserved to be what, what the one you're talking about is getting. It, it deserved the marketing, and it deserved the the theater experience that this one is getting to me, same studio promoting it, marketing it and everything. I think they're, I think it was in the wrong places. I mean, it's a, it's a big money machine, but if we're talking about movie versus movie, I, I, I will take passenger hundred percent over and I'm not even seen it yet. The exorcist. I, I, I can already tell. I can already tell. And there's going to be three of them. Fuck me. God damn it. David Gordon Green, stop with the threes. Shit. Yeah, I seen a YouTube trailer that they're going to release the uh, directors or the the the, the uh, Exorcist, the one that came out in theaters, the extended version that has more additional scenes. That I want to say it came out fifteen years ago, something like that. I know I've actually got the DVD, uh, but that's going to be released in certain theaters like the early October. I got to thinking, you know. I would be surprised if <laughs> I've already seen the original exorcist to me, it's still one of the most horrifying films of all times. But to me, I, I, if I had a choice, I'd rather go see the original exorcist in the theaters. than. yeah, I think he's doing a little, uh, breaking the fourth wall because he's calling, he's calling the first one believer. I've already, we've already went over that. Yeah. He's calling the second one deceiver. I think he's, He's saying what he's doing with the first one. He's fucking deceiving you people. The third one will be <laughs> the exorcist, retriever, conceiver, butt policer. 
That being said, folks, thank you so much for watching and listening to this very special The Passenger Spoiler Review. Uh, I know Chris has been really excited about this, and I hope that the spoilers ruined it for you or inspired you to go download it yourself. It's available through Apple, iTunes, whatever it's called. I'm sure Amazon. Uh, the, the red box that people still go to this day and age. Um, is that still out? Yeah, I, yeah, Kroger's, I see it there. In fact, you could do oh, red box shit. streaming. I know we're saying at the end of the video, but um, this is a spoiler video. Uh, if you guys haven't seen it and want to be surprised, please just go watch it first before... I don't need, I mean, how can we retcon this? <laughs> Please go watch it first and then come back and watch, watch our spoiler review, please. <laughs> They're like, your fucking spoiler was longer than the movie. <laughs> Chris and I want to thank you for listening or watching Meet Us in the Man Cave. Since you enjoyed watching us, make sure you want to tell all your friends about us, subscribe today, and click on that notification bell. It's going to be helping you being reminded when our next episode is uploaded or even possibly a live stream video. You can follow us on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and of course, YouTube. You can listen or download to Meet Us in the Man Cave on your favorite podcasting app, available to stream or download so you can listen to us all you want, whenever you want. For more information, go to meetusinthemancave.podbean.com. 